0: We'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for July 24th, 2023. Uh, today we're going to be getting into, and I don't know how far we're going to actually make it into this study. I'm going to be talking a lot today about things that are, somewhat, we're going to start out with talking about what things that are going on in the church. Um, a lot of unbiblical, horrible things. And then we're going to be getting into <clears throat> Hollywood Actors and actresses uh, channeling spirits for their roles, which heavily relates to what we were, we've were we been talking about in the last three weeks with um, like Jim Caviezel and, and Mel Gibson and, and that type of stuff. Um, it does heavily relate to that. And um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that subject, not, not near to the extent of, as we've been regarding Jim Caviezel, but we will be touching on that as well. And then also, um, this whole subject, how it also relates to spirits that are emanating and operating through recording artists, songs that are sung, the people writing the songs. Um, then we're going to get into a John Todd uh, expose, essentially, where he talks about TV, music industry, C.S. Lewis, Jr, J J.R.R. Tolkien is actually the full name. And um, we're going to be looking at that. And That's a very long clip, but even though that clip is from probably the early 80s, I'd say it's almost even more relevant now, because so much of what he predicted back then, uh, late 70s, early 80s, has all come full circle now. and um, We're going to be looking at that as well. Now, I don't know if we're going to get much beyond that, because these are some long clips we're going to be playing, but... It just it's kind of the way it worked out today regarding um, what we're looking at. and it's such an important subject. It's really one of those ways that <clears throat> Christians can be destroyed for lack of knowledge, not knowing this this types of of information and how it may be impacting them and their families. So I'll go ahead and open us up in our uh, rotating warfare prayers, prayer to neutralize occult rituals. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth, seated at the right hand of the Father, we come in the authority given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. We place a hedge of warring angels with flaming swords of fire around us and our families continually. We put on the whole armor of God. We resist and renounce Satan, the God of this earth. We rise to war by the power of the Holy Spirit against witchcraft, occult maneuvers, and devices sent against your will and the body of Christ. We ask you to dispatch legions of warring angels in full battle array to enforce our petitions and intercessory prayers. Route out your enemies on all fronts. Turn their hatred, anger, accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have intended for others. We nullify, cancel, and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause secret plans, agendas, and motivations of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare what these evil... People and entities meant for evil, you will turn it around and use it for the good of your people. We close every evil portal that has been opened by them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, we break and cancel every curse, spell, hex, vex, charm, enchantment, decree, spoken or unspoken, sin against the body of Christ, the innocent, and your intercessors by every witch, warlock, Satan, a sorcerer, voodoo priest, shaman, soothsayer, medium, covenant, and every minion of the devil working iniquity. May they fall into the very pits they have dug for others. Lord Jesus, reveal your love to them. Save those that can be saved. Show them the truth about who they're serving and their eternal destination if they continue in the present path. Open their minds, eyes, and ears to receive supernatural insight and knowledge to understand the truth of the gospel. Bring them to salvation. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lord Jesus, uh, by the blood of the Lamb and in, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, first video, wicked and blasphemous things that are happening in tons of churches now.
1: And not only that, this rebellion is no longer covert, but it has become overt. It also
2: says women shouldn't be pastors.
0: So here's a guy that he's going into a church. <clears throat> Evidently, they have a woman preacher. And um, <clears throat> he's just saying that there's not supposed to be women pastors. First uh, Timothy 2.12. And again, I've done a whole teaching on this. Um <clears throat> just can what women can do well women you'll find it at contendingfortruth.com in the search box and again it's not about being chauvinistic or against women it's just what does the bible say what are the parameters you look at the the shape that we're in you look at the mess that the church is in overall and this is definitely a large component of why because we've gotten so far away from biblical guidelines and parameters, that it's no wonder the church is in the shape it's in.
2: It says women should be silent in the church. Just wanted to
0: point that out. You get out of here. So this this old guy, all of a sudden, when he says uh, this uh, stuff about women should be pastors and they should be silent in the church and these types of things, and in particular, especially in regard to something like this, where they're actually up in a pulpit preaching, okay? I mean, it's like, it's so out of order. It's so crazy out of order the pastor is to be the husband of one wife it says and which which or the deacon or the bishop or the elders it's always the pastor of one wife if you have a king james bible and basically um they're so far away from these parameters that like this old guy the demons in him come alive and he starts physically assaulting this guy
3: i'm not the
4: minister Go. On.
5: This yeah.
0: is the church pushing me. This is yeah, a church that's pushing right. me. I am.
4: No, I'm This is not the, the church pushing me.
2: Church. I'm not the church. I'm just asking I'm simple
4: questions. I've not rose my yeah. voice yeah. once. Yeah. You're,
2: you're, God, and man. he's, he's sure,
1: assaulting gonna, me now. It is out there and it is in our faces. The
6: last time that I was in Christianity was with my ex-girlfriend. We used to go to church every Sunday. So
0: this is a lesbian and they're having some weird round table talk thing here. Um it's it's a real sight to behold. And um uh it's just what passes for so much of what's going on now is just total insanity. And she's talking about having her lesbian uh partner in church.
6: And none of your pastors or priests said anything. Our about church guys loved race. us. Really, really inspired us. They are if they
0: really loved you, they would have told you the truth in love you know, women with women, men with men, they would have taken you to Romans 1 and shown you that. I mean, this is New Testament, okay? It's very, very clear. Um, The Bible talks about that Sodom and Gomorrah, that the angels that kept not their first estate were made an example of and are, are are in hell. Because just like Sodom and Gomorrah, it says, you know, they were going after strange flesh. When a woman goes after a woman or a man goes after a man, That is going after strange flesh. That is doing something you should have never done. Sodom and Gomorrah is the example of what are the consequences of that. And that was fire and brimstone and and eternal hellfire. So um, that would be love to actually tell them the truth. But no, let's placate them. Let's tell them what they want to hear. Let's go along to get along. Let's get that money because that's a lot of the times what this is motivated by. Um, It's also motivated by No Backbone, uh, being totally brainwashed in seminary, Um, 501c3 corporate church, which is beholden to the government. There's no Bible for any of that. There's a lot of different reasons I think this happens. But um, evidently that love is telling somebody uh, in their eyes that, okay, whatever you are, that's fine. God doesn't care. Uh, There's no biblical parameters love is love and this is all the lies that we are continually jammed down our throat by the secular world but now it's so much crept into the church the so-called church and it's just the norm
6: true christians that realize we're all sinners and no sin is greater than the other so they just don't follow the bible they do follow the Bible and they follow the Bible, how the fact that they are not there to judge. And
0: unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. it is being urged. He who is spiritual judgeth all things. What we're not supposed to do is judge from a hypocritical standpoint. When you have a beam in your own eye and you judge the speck in your brother's, that's when Jesus said, Judge not, lest ye be judged. He even said, Remove the beam in your own eye so that you can, you know, judge the speck. But not to say you were, we're to go around in hypocritical judgment and holier than thou and sanctimonious and i am better than you and in that type of attitude never that type of attitude ever okay um i've said it many many times if i got what i deserved i'd get death and hell but the bible also has parameters and homosexuality um men with men women with women these types of things literally bring a curse on the land okay and in the old testament the punishment was you take them out and you stone them or you kill them uh, because if you don't do that, the land becomes defiled. And now the land is so defiled because of abortion, because of the um, LGBTQ movement, men with men, women with women. Now you have the trans stuff. You've got now, they're going to add the, the uh, child molesters into that, the, the pedophilia and the child molesters into that. Um, all of these things, bestiality, these are all things that literally defile the land. They're a special kind of, of sin that curses the land. And um, if it was super important to God that that not go on in the Old Testament and the Bible always commended the kings and the rulers that went in and tore down the houses of the Sodomites. I mean, even the houses they were supposed to tear down, okay, of the Sodomites and um, purged the land from them. The Bible always commended those kings that did that. Okay. It's no different today. God does not approve of that lifestyle it is unnatural it's ungodly it's wicked it breeds some of the most wicked uh fruit that you can even imagine and now we're seeing all we're really seeing that come to a head with this whole lgbtq uh trans movement it's it's horrible
6: along by people within
1: the church
6: i've come to the conclusion that leviticus 18 is not talking about loving consensual same-sex relationships in the way that we're talking about in the modern world
1: who are essentially arguing that love is always righteous
0: so this is a preacher exposing this
1: love is always godly love is always appropriate Because God loves everyone and God loves everything. Would you mind?
0: Even even wicked behavior. Now, he's not condoning that. He's saying that's what they're advocating. These, These devils in the pulpit that are justifying every manner of sin you can even imagine.
1: Everyone and God loves everything Would you mind going ahead And
7: praying with me now Mother God Creator God, loving God Holy God, take this your servant Made from dust Good. So
0: he's praying to Mother God And this is in a church, here's another one Goodson Chapel, service of the word What, what the Their word is, I don't know, maybe a satanic bible I don't know what else they'd be preaching from Because it's not the bible And uh, this is what they're saying
8: Morning the holy and queer one be with you
0: again may your tongue turn black and rot out of your maggot infested head you witch because you are a witch or you are absolute total servant of satan to say something so blasphemous and evil and wicked if we saw god's judgment if we actually had god's judgment in the church on this wickedness do you know how that would curtail this behavior do you know that word would spread and great fear would fall upon the church and upon humanity. And people would think twice before saying something so incredibly blasphemous. It would produce the most wonderful fruit if we actually saw God's judgment on this wickedness. And that's what we need.
8: Good morning and welcome to worship. My name is Caroline Camp. I use she, they pronouns. Oh, she
0: uses she, they pronouns. Isn't that neat
8: communications coordinator for duke divinity pride and i am ecstatic to see this worship space so full and so vibrant with color
0: yeah because you do whatever you want there there's no parameters anything goes you can you know sodomize each other as guys all you know do whatever you want to do and you're not going to get judged for any of it now if you're an actual bible believing christian and you go in there you will not be welcome that is the one demographic they will most not likely have to have nothing to do with
2: god is gay
0: so there here's another devil that needs to be judged and annihilated and he's got a literal rainbow one of those sashes around his neck he's got it's rainbow colors like the gay flag and he's saying god is gay
2: god is a lesbian god is trans god is gender non-binary god is straight god is cisgender God is black, God is white, God is Middle Eastern, God is Asian, God is differently able mentally and physically, God is able-bodied. God
0: is none of those things. God is God. He's not defined by any of these parameters by which this sick, twisted devil would try to twist you to believe that, you know, this is God. He doesn't know God anyway. He's never known God. Oh, He knows Satan very well. And this is a sermon from satan that you're hearing god is
2: you and you are god because you are a reflection of god's divine image do either of you have any questions for Ms. pentecost so
0: here's a here's a gay priest dressed in his whatever garb and he's got two children Again, it's better than a millstone hung about their neck and they would be cast into the midst of the sea. Then they offend one of these little ones. And that's all they do is offend little ones. And they've got a drag queen called Miss Pentecost in the church at the altar. And they're going to have questions for Miss Miss Pentecost, the uh, man. I, I don't know if he's got a beard. I can't really tell. Um, that's dressed up like a woman. And I mean, I don't even think they had this stuff going on back in, you know, probably Old Testament times. Or if they did, it was not not to the extent it was today. We've the point is is we've went so far beyond, most likely anything that they were even conceiving, in the Old Testament. And yet God judged them in the most severest way.
3: Oh, thank you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You like her eyeshadow? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll let you borrow it when you're older, when you're allowed to wear makeup.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world.
0: Yeah. Biblically not conform, but they're doing the exact opposite They're This is of the world. You couldn't be any more of the world than they're doing. And and I, I mean that in the most negative sense I can possibly put it the biggest thing right now is protect the trans shove that agenda down your throat shove the lesbian gay bi. i mean we just had a whole month dedicated to it here in america or it's, i guess it's all worldwide or whatever and you couldn't that is conforming to the world but he's going to have you believe it's the exact opposite but he's a fork-tongued devil from the pit of health so so what really could you expect
2: uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds, and that
1: means yeah, through the
0: word of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in the King James Bible, that's how we're we're transformed. The renewing, the washing of the water of the word, the sanctification through the word. That's why it's so important to read it. But he's not talking about that. He, I, I don't even know what he's talking about. He's talking about some twisting of the scripture. These men are. If if, if Satan can appear as a minister of righteousness, it's no marvel that his ministers, Satan's ministers. Can appears well if Satan can appears an angel of light, it's no marvel that his ministers, Satan's ministers, can appear as ministers of righteousness. Even though this guy's not even appearing as that, I guess if you have, um, you know, no knowledge at all of what godly behavior would be, maybe you would think this is okay. Um, but he's nothing more than an absolute total deceiver that is trying to get as many people into hellfire as he possibly can that's the main goal and motivation behind all this get you to conform to the world get you to accept all the world's edicts keep you away from the bible as much as possible give you a twisted version of the bible therefore you end up in hell like them and again just read romans romans 1 the the latter part of it if you want a whole breakdown of that
2: what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. No,
0: it... no, it's not because we're to consider the old past where it is wisdom, to, to go to the old landmarks. The the Bible doesn't change. God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. It's not it's not about changing every day. About I mean, I understand you can change for the better, but that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about every wind way the wind blows, every wind of doctrine. You know, and so Again, everything this guy's saying so far has been totally against what the Word of God actually teaches.
2: So cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to to change into something new. Uh, not,
0: and- into, not into something he would never call us to change into something that's an abomination. He would never call you to do something that would take you away from the Lord Jesus Christ, to take you into sin, to take you into the broad way. He would never call, want you to do that. But he's saying that God would. But, well, the God he serves Does
2: not be bound by the ways that the world confines us sometimes that that we're supposed to live the different
0: world, the world doesn't confine anybody to anything the world goes along he's talking about the bible believing church is what he really means the world you know he doesn't the, the world is as anything goes
9: My name is Britta filter and she is the queen
3: of new york
0: so this is some big old gigantic church in new york city this guy's wearing his whole rainbow uh queer gear and he's introducing this drag queen to this church and everybody's just going crazy and screaming for this abomination on two legs that's walking into the church and and this this moron is wearing a, a skirt that's so low even though it's a guy the skirt is so high cut; it's about at it, his crotch. So I guess his stuff's hanging out down on the bottom. They've got it all blurred out, but this is the kind of stuff that they're screaming at and applauding in churches now. Okay, evidently they they feel real good at oh, we accept anybody and we're politically correct. We could care less about what the word of God says. We we could care less about that. We could care less about God, but um. Yeah, this is what's going on in the church here. Friday
7: isn't a place.
0: It's so a here's p- another one. They're at the church. There's a rainbow flag draped from the altar. There's some lesbian uh, witch priestess wearing her rainbow sash, dressed up like she's some kind of uh, whatever. Um, they got some poor, looks like retarded girl here that is in a um, rainbow shirt. She doesn't know any better and um they've got this guy dressed up like almost put you in mind of like the statue of liberty and that's a very demonic statue um the goddess columbia essentially and he's he's got a crown on and he's got all his full makeup and his fake eyelashes and, and the painted face he's a, he's a transgender drag queen and so he's going to preach to us um uh in in this church Of being proud the pride flag represents being proud of who you are proud of who you are why why would you be proud of who you are if you're a a queer gay gender uh, gay lesbian bisexual transgender why would you be proud of that because you're in absolute total rebellion to god because you're shaking your fist at god you're going against everything scriptural Why would you be proud of that? I mean, you're you're glorying in your shame. The Bible's very clear. Proverbs uh, 16, 18. Pride goeth before destruction. And a haughty spirit before a fall. They're all haughty. I mean, and they're all full of pride. I mean, that's the whole. It's pride month. Well, pride goeth before destruction. I I don't know if those guys that uh, go and protest against the 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 uh, these gay things i mean that should be like the number one verse they have on their signs pride goeth before destruction and again you look at the average lifespan at least this was i don't know 10 years ago or whatever on the stats that i had cited before the average lifespan of the um of a, a gay guy is 39 years old it's like the lowest lifespan of just about anybody Because they're destroyed, much the the years of the wicked shall be shortened, is what the Bible's very clear on. Okay, so, I mean, we're talking a massive reduction in lifespan. They're being destroyed because of their wicked, evil, twisted lifestyle. And all the things that happens to them because of the reaping and sowing, because you reap what you sow. So if you're going to participate in this lifestyle, and you're going to have sex with men and do all the other garbage and it's it's a proven statistical fact that most of the child molesters out there are gay are gay men as well okay a a disproportionate amount of them compared to heterosexual are that okay and and then all the diseases and all the murder rates and all the things that the statistics i cited not too long ago i've got i don't even know how long the the file is it's way way over 50 pages on just this subject alone that i've accumulated over the years on the gay lifestyle and the lesbian lifestyle and that type of stuff um this is nothing that should be celebrated pride goeth before destruction pride is not something that god um condones in this in this particular regard i understand you could be proud of of like okay your child does good they do okay i get that okay um this is not that that type of pride this is the type of pride we're talking about here is you're proud of your sin you're proud of your wickedness and you want to shove it down everybody's throat and make them accept it and this is just evidence of that when you see this garbage going on in the churches and these people are glorying in their shame it's like they're begging god to annihilate them they're begging for fire and brimstone
10: We fly to show pride and support of our LGBTQ friends.
4: Let's start with gay. Someone who's gay is attracted to people who are the same gender as them. Like a man who's attracted to a man or a lady
0: who's attracted to a lady. Which is a total abomination before God. Loving creator, holy one, and diva of the world. Diva of the world. This is some drag queen praying at a church. I I didn't realize how common this is now. I mean, again, if fire would just come down and consume these people in the pulpit, I guarantee you all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, at least the ones that saw it. All men would see and fear and declare the work of God that they would wisely consider his doing and the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart would glory according to Psalm 64. And many would be saved. Just like when Ananias and Sapphira got judged. Good things happen. Great fear fell upon the Christians and many were saved because that's what God's judgment produces. It, it makes you think twice about <laughs> what path you're going down when you see that type of, we desperately need that type of judgment. And I would say we should be praying for that type of judgment to come upon the wicked because is it better that the wicked just live out their days and prosper in wickedness, and then take as many people to hellfire as possible, and then, you know, um, then they go to hell? Is is that better, or would it be better that God judge the wicked now, that all men would see and fear, and declare the work of God that they why is it considered as doing that many would be saved, the great fear would fall upon the earth, and that many would be saved? Which one's the better alternative? Okay, see, I'm I'm. The, the the lesbian gay bisexual transgender would say i'm full of hate i love you enough to tell you the truth i love you enough to tell you what path you're going down the other people in the church don't they're going to end up in hell with you and it's not going to be a fun place it is going to be the worst agony you can ever even you can't even conceive it you can't so who's the one that is actually exhibiting love Because I'm not going to give you a a rubber stamp on your lifestyle, especially knowing that it's defiling the land, knowing how you're trying to defile children, recruit them into your ranks, rape them, molest them, defile them, because that's what they do, especially this trans movement. I mean, it all does the lesbian in the body and then it's, it's taught in the public school systems, which one is exhibiting love of those two? May your word shine upon us like a glitter under the stage lights. May it pop like a death drop in a crowded dingy basement. We confess that we have demanded too much from the earth. Oh here we, we confess go. to to the sins of racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia. Ableism, Homophobia is not a sin. Fat phobia, American imperialism, and Christian supremacy. Oh, Christian supremacy.
1: And right here.
0: So again, we're getting a morality lesson from Satan. From some demon possessed to the toenails, devil with a beard, a drag queen guy with a beard. And I'm going to get a morality lesson. I'm going to get the truth from that abomination. Right. 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 Romans 1.18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shown it unto them. For the invisible things of, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Meaning they know better. They know better. Even his external power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. And this is the big thing. Most of these people, where a lot of this starts, I've heard whole sermons preached on this. They glorified him not as God, and neither were thankful. So much of the time, where somebody really starts to veer away from any, even the moral path. Even if they're not saved, a moral path is when they become unthankful. That's when it happens. That's the moment that they really start to go down a dark path. I just feel like being thankful is so important every single day that we're thanking the Lord for his goodness, his benefits, his provision. Your day might not be, and your life might not be going that great, but it could be worse, it could always be worse. And if you're saved, absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. That's like worst case scenario, you dying, and that's not the worst case scenario. Um, I just feel like that's so important. But then it says, became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Again, what we're dealing with here. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Again, exactly what we're dealing with here. And um, going forward, it says, For this cause God, God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly meaning the gays and the lesbians and receiving in themselves that recompense of air that reward of their air essentially which was meat meat means fitting apt um, deserving basically and as they did not like to retain god in their knowledge god gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient and this is the result, the, the trans movement in particular, the trans movement that's going after the children to defile them and to rape them and to bring them into their ranks. This is really the, one of the main satanic end products of them not liking to retain God in their knowledge He's, and them being turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Uh, the word convenient meaning basically fitting or proper. Um Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of things evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection. Well, that would go without saying, yeah. Implacable, unmerciful. Again, and these are all traits, again, of so many in the LGBTQ movement and you know might as well just throw the pedophiles in there because so many of them are already already that they just haven't come out of that closet quite yet this is the this is the fruit of not wanting to retain god um in in your in your thought processes of not following the word of god god will give you a reprobate mind at some point If, if you are begging god for that this can this will happen He will let the filthy be filthy. He will let the wicked be wicked. And then it says, um, who knowing the judgment of God, it ends in verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, because deep down they all do, but they just think, well, you know, we're in this big battle and we're going to beat God in the end. That's what they're, a lot of them truly believe. They believe they're going to beat God because they think, oh, look at what we're getting away with on planet earth. Look at how we're supposedly taking over. Look at how we're defiling the children. Where's God at? This is their thought processes. But the film is being developed. Okay, He is letting them store up wrath. The Bible talks about that concept of storing up wrath. He's going to let it have it their way for a while. But then God's judgment will come. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. So this is what the Bible says. They are worthy of death. Okay, and that's why I said fire and brimstone. That's what they're worthy of, okay? Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them to do them. So they're constantly trying to recruit because the demons and devils that possess these these creatures are always trying to recruit because it makes them feel better about themselves. They do the same and they have pleasure in them to do them. And they think, oh, they're strength in numbers. We're beating God. Look, where's God at? When's he gonna show up? Oh, he's gonna show up. He's always shown up throughout history. But, um... They're just having it their way for a little bit of time, but the Bible shows you what's going to happen. Matthew 24, Revelations, Daniel, this type of thing. I mean, here's here's what the, this verse has uh, been coming to my mind a lot lately, um, in Revelation 22, re, you know, regarding the tribulation period that we're you know we're moving in that direction very quickly, and this is regarding you know that time period. And it says in verse 10, and he saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. Meaning, I'm not going to try to convert these people. I mean, if if they're willing to listen to, to truth or whatever, but the vast, vast, vast majority of the time, they're not. Okay, I pray to God they get saved if it be possible. But I'm sure not going to waste a ton of time and burn a whole bunch of time on somebody like this. Because they've chosen their own way. When you're turned over to a reprobate mind, there's not a lot of Bible verses that talk about them not, then that whole process being reversed. Okay, when you have your conscience seared with a hot iron, according to 1 Timothy 4.1, there's not a lot of other Bible verses that talk about unsearing it. Now, I'm not saying God can't do it. But for the most part, I would say in the vast majority of the cases, let the filthy, he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. But I'm also going to pray that they're judged so that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that many would be saved, that God's name be glorified. And then it says, and he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. This is Jesus essentially talking. And to give every man according to his work. As his work shall be, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, and the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, and they that have may have right to um, to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates of the city. So, um, for without our dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Which again, which is what we're hearing from from these pulpits that are being Uh, so defiled it boggles the mind
1: the bible says do not love there are some loves that are out of bounds there are some loves that are unacceptable in other words there are some loves that are not
0: truly love ye that love the lord hate evil what so the bible says ye that love the lord hate evil this is evil that i'm playing for you we're to hate it not so much necessarily the people although i know it's hard to separate the two i get it i feel you i i, I totally understand the concept god help me to you know be able to exemplify the love of christ when i see the rank attack against jesus christ and knowing the agenda how they're trying to rape kill steal and defile the children it's tough it's really 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 tough and um you know there's it's, it's a balancing act i think it's, it's really a balancing act scripturally to try to um be scriptural and walk in
9: that way Something very disturbing is happening in supposed Christian churches, particularly in Western cultures. We just saw some clips of some of the worst blasphemy to ever occur in supposedly Christian churches. This kind of blasphemous support for the LGBTQ lifestyle has been embraced by some very large denominations, such as the Church of England. The Church of England is now WOKE! Or however
2: Fox News would want to talk about it. And this because the Church is considering using gender-neutral terms for God, which as it turns out is actually more consistent with its long-held belief that God is neither male nor female. And oh. some priests have already changed prayers
0: to switch. I mean, total blasphemy. 100%. Like he's androgynous, which is like what Baphomet or Baphomet is portrayed as, the goat of Mendez. Both male and female sex organs. That's how they, that's, this is the God that they serve. This is what they want you to believe God is
2: to God or they, and have started the Lord's Prayer to our Father and Mother. Though this isn't even the biggest progressive step the Church of England has recently taken, because it just voted to allow blessings of same-sex couples. So notably, the Church isn't fully changing its position on gay marriage. They still can't marry in the Church, they can just receive God's blessing after a civil marriage or partnership, and clergy members can't opt out of using the prayers. But many still
9: see this as a moment of hope for progress for the Church's future. And the United Methodist Church, which has split and lost an enormous number of churches that decided to uphold what Scripture teaches rather than embrace the depravity in the culture. Over
2: 2,300 congregations have left the United Methodist Church since the last General Conference and the number is rising. In February 2019 was the UMC's yearly General Conference and a vote was taken on whether to keep certain words in their Book of Discipline, particularly this part. The practice of homosexuality is incompatible with Christian teaching. Therefore self-avowed practicing homosexuals are not to be certified as candidates, ordained as ministers, or appointed to serve in the United Methodist Church. Different plans were made on how to deal with this wording and also how to deal with a potential breakup in the church, seeing that
9: everyone knew that this would be a contentious issue. Something very interesting that happened recently was when the radically progressive Christian Brandon Robertson was stopped from preaching a pro-LGBTQ sermon by lightning and a power outage.
3: Maybe the future of the church and of our
9: world is truly in the hands of
3: what Martin Luther King Jr. called the creatively maladjusted. Maybe minorities, sexual and gender minorities, have something to teach the church about dying to self, about new life, about It's not a sign of God's judgment, okay? Oh uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It probably was and somebody said that's not that's not necessary, God. Um again, they laugh about it. They won't be laughing about it though later.
9: Did you catch the man who said that was unnecessary, God? And Brandon replying with, "That is not a sign of God's judgment." Mm. Well, whatever the exact meaning of the lightning and power outage, we know for certain that God will certainly judge Brandon for his heretical teachings unless he repents of his sin. We know that there is something very wrong with many supposedly Christians in America when unrepentant celebrities such as Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift, and Kristen Chenoweth proudly talk about their faith and Christianity, yet also proudly support sexual immorality, abortion, and the LGBTQ movement.
0: I think just like- I mean, their, ch- their, their songs do. And we're gonna talk about that more a little bit later, but you, you can't serve two masters. You can't bow the knee to God in the knee to Baal. A fountain can't yield fresh and salt water. I mean, you, you can't, and, and to profiteer off it, to boot. I mean, to, to make millions and millions of dollars off it, to boot, and yet call yourself a Christian when you're putting out this wicked, evil fruit
10: faith in god and i always
11: speak to people like that can encourage me like i'll even now i'll speak to like my pastor and be like can you just pray with me and i can't she always
0: she always speaks to people that is going to tell her what she wants to hear that's what she's saying
8: see another commercial and see her disguising these policies behind the words tennessee christian
11: values those aren't tennessee christian values I live in
9: Tennessee. I am Christian. That's not what we stand for. Make no... I don't
0: know what she was in reference to there, if it was some gay lesbian thing. That was Taylor Swift.
9: Mistake. I am a Christian. I believe in God, but...
0: Uh... This is Kristen Chellenweth, I don't know. Anyway.
9: And I don't believe he makes
10: mistakes, so I believe that being gay is not a sin, and in fact, it's how you're made. Yeah, you, you
0: could care less about what the Word of God says. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but at the end there are ways of death. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. You know, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So, again, really what this all boils down to is totally getting away from the King James Bible. And that's what it's all about. Because they have no standard. And when you have no standard, anything goes. You're going to go whatever the wind blows, whatever feels right. And you're going to go with your flesh. You're going to go with your carnality. And you're going to go with the world. And you're gonna go the Broadway, and that's what what you're gonna typically tend to do when you have no when you have not built upon the solid rock of Christ Jesus and his word. This is how you're gonna roll. This is the direction you're gonna go in.
9: Of course, it is absolutely shameful for professing Christians to support and celebrate behavior that the Bible clearly teaches is sin. But there is another group of Christian pastors who While they do not openly support and celebrate the LGBTQ agenda, they basically refuse to condemn LGBTQ behavior as sin that must be repented of. And they sound apologetic and ashamed whenever they are asked about it. Here's Pastor Mike Todd of Transformation Church communicating that he wishes God revealed something different in the Bible.
3: God decided
12: Male and female. No, no, no. I'm not. This is not a bad. I need y'all to hear my heart on this. This is not a bashing. This is not. He. If I was there, maybe I would have told him. Is there something in the middle you could do? Like kind of a like a little maybe. That's
0: why you weren't there. Again, he says he wants you to hear his heart, which is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Okay. I don't want to hear from his heart. He's obviously very deluded and deceived and yet he is preaching in some mega church. I mean, it looks like it's a concert setting where he's at almost, which again would typically be a very, very large red flag. Somebody,
12: well, I was born like this. I don't know how I feel that I,
0: I feel you. No, you were born with a whole bunch of demons that might've steered you in that direction and or you were molested by a same-sex partner at an early age. That's a statistical fact. Especially with men, gay men, that a lot of times they were molested by same-sex partner, like an uncle or a, their dad or whoever, or, or somebody in the family at an early age. And guess what? When you do that, you fill that child full of demons. Aleister Crowley said the greatest way that we can defile a child and vampirize the energy is to have sodomize a, a child at the earliest possible age we're literally injecting devils into them this is why sexual sins are so dangerous and especially when you get outside of you know biblical parameters and you you know you got grown men with small children i mean we're talking the biggest abominations you could well you're going to defile that child to a very very large degree and they're gonna replicate that behavior later on in life many times unless God delivers them from that. And that's horrible. I, I that is horrible. But you know, I don't have all the answers for everything as to why things happen and, and, and all that. I mean, I get questions about that and I'm like, I guys, I said I'm just like you. I don't I don't understand. The Bible says we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. And God's ways are not our ways and this type of stuff. So, um, I don't have good answers for all as to why this all happens, but I do know the consequences.
12: And I wish that there was an option of other in the kingdom.
9: And here's Mike Todd refusing to take a stance concerning gay marriage, as well as refusing to call people within the LGBTQ community. Again, the,
0: the guy looks like a clown. He's wearing like a kind of like a suit, kind of, but it's he's got a t-shirt, a white t-shirt on it with some guy on it he's wearing white tennis shoes i mean it's just not like i would think like a pastor would want to dress in front of a whole bunch of you know thousands of people it's just to me there's so much irreverence that goes on in these churches now on the way that they dress and conduct themselves and all the worldly programs that they have and that's just the norm now and we're we're not moving in a more holy direction so that's another reason i would question the way these guys act and dress
9: to repent of sin
0: no i'm
3: serious as a pastor like so what do you think you, you about- ain't
0: no pastor in god's eyes pardon my french you're, you're not you ain't no pastor <laughs> you the biblical parameters for a pastor you don't qua- and here's the thing is that if we actually looked at that and again i've covered this all in you know the the teaching I did, what women can do for the lord and, and what are the biblical qualifications for pastors You mean pastors that have probably done the teaching on that The vast majority of 501C3 hirelings that are in the pulpit now, the vast majority of them would not qualify under those parameters to be a pastor because there's a lot of different boxes that have to be checked off in order for them to be a pastor. Women would not qualify at all because of the obvious parameters of husband of one wife. I can't be a pastor. I'm not the husband of one wife, okay? I don't, number one, I'm not called either, never what i believe i'd be called to be a pastor um but the thing i'm I, all i call myself is a watchman okay but there's so many people that are doing things outside the bounds of the parameters laid down i, I was in that one church that one time that that um one independent fundamental baptist church and king james only unregistered and i wasn't in there for more than a few months and they saw my zeal and you know, and I don't mean to say that like I'm bragging. I'm just saying, you know, they they saw something in me and they wanted to make me a deacon. And I'm like, guys, I'm like, in all humility, I'm not qualified to be a deacon because pretty much the same parameters to be a deacon, husband, one wife, and you you gotta are are the same parameters for being a pastor. And I kind of I was getting ready to politely tell them that and I did I believe and then I had another guy kind of stand up for me an elderly I, I love that guy uh EJ trivet was his name and um he uh he kind of uh spoke on my behalf and I was so relieved cuz I'm like I don't want to be put in this position I'm not qualified to be a deacon <laughs> I'm not you know and and but they it turned out they had a lot I found out later that a lot of their deacons at that church were um, we're, uh, unbiblically divorced. Okay. And that's a whole other uh, kettle of fish. The whole thing about divorce and remarriage and all that. I refer everybody when it comes to that subject, because again, I'm not a pastor, I refer everybody to, um, the book, um, If, If Thou Shall Marry, uh, Thou Has Not Sinned. And it's a, and then there's, it's a two volume one's a bill of divorcement. And, um, now let me get the name of that yeah it's Dr. Roy Branson who actually I've corresponded with and um, marriage divorce and remarriage I even have a file uh, file I made on this subject but um, the website uh, let me see if this website's still working here, yeah, um, it's kind of a weird name, Branson, Branson Roy Doctor dot It's Branson B R A N S O N Roy R O W. I'm sorry, R O Y, and then D R like Doctor dot homestead dot dcom the reason i'm giving you that website is because people that have tried to search for the book these books um a lot of times they can't find them because it's not one of those sites that's going to be ranked high in the search engine he wrote several books it, this it's called a bill of divorcement it's at the bottom it's not very expensive it's a two-volume set and it's at the very bottom you can order it from that site and um uh, he's also got a book book on KJV 1611, uh, a conviction, not a preference. So, um, they're they're just these books are the finest thing I've I've ever seen on this particular subject. Um, that's where I would refer everybody when it came to that subject. Because I'm, again, I'm not a pastor, and, and I don't want to guide you in the wrong direction. But I think from a biblical standpoint, that those two books have more Bible regarding that subject of marriage, divorce, remarriage, the whole thing there, than anything I've ever seen.
12: Damon, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why he decided to do it like this.
0: So he's so upset that the, the gays can't be with the gays and the, and the, and the women can't be with the women and, and why did God make this mistake is what he's implying here. I, I mean, oh, mm, be angry and sin not. I, I, you Listen to garbage like this and all these people just going along with it.
3: I don't know why you're wrestling like that and I
12: don't know what to do to help you but to stand
0: with You don't it. know why, the, the reason you're wrestling is because you're full of demons if you're gay or lesbian you're full of demons you need to be delivered from those things you know you need the lord jesus christ to intervene in your life okay and and, but he's not going to tell you that he's not going to tell you that at all and i've got listeners that were that were that i played their audios i've i've talked about that they were gay and the lord saved them and delivered them okay i've got listeners several that and i've a lot of times i've read their things online or even their videos i've played so god can do that Uh, but you have to want that in most people that are in the uh, the whole lgbtq life they don't want it they don't want it they do not want to retain god in their knowledge just like it says in romans one about them they don't want to retain god and they sure don't want what the word of god says so it's a rare breed of person that's caught into that that'll actually want that. And God's not going to force himself on you.
12: And pray with you and not, and you're welcome at Transformation Church.
0: Yeah. Come on. Come on. Bring, bring them all in. Just let them defile your church. Let them. I mean, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 5, it gives you parameters as to where why you wouldn't even want to eat with somebody that calls himself a Christian. Much less vi- invite them into your church. I mean, it got so bad there that they had to turn such. The Bible says, "I we to turn such a one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh." The guy had taken his dad's, I believe it was his dad's wife. I don't think it was his original mother, but the one that his dad had remarried as his wife. And the Bible says, "And then you glory in this as a church." You shouldn't be doing that. And then he says, turn such a one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his soul may be saved in the day of the Lord, essentially. You weren't to condone it. You weren't to pat him on the head and say, oh, yeah, sit among us. And, and, and... No, because God didn't want your congregation defiled. And number one, you weren't showing him any real love if you just said, okay, just do what you got to do. No. The Bible said, turn him over to Satan. But the destruction flesh, and, and then hopefully he would get saved because um, of the judgment that was befalling him. So it would get his eyes opened. All of this stuff you're hearing here is total unbiblical lies. Because at the end of the day, all they want is your money. And the demons that inhabit people like this supposed pastor, which he's not a pastor, they want to see you in hellfire. That's their motivation. That's the big motivation. Trans is in the title. Transformation, you can be here. Yeah, Transformation Church, you can be here. Come one, come all, bring your money too, bring your checkbook. I ain't gonna say anything that's gonna offend you because deep down I want you to go to hell with me. That's what the demons are saying. They're cheering too. Oh
9: God. And here's Joel Osteen saying that he tries to avoid talking about LGBTQ issues. Imagine that. And that they're a good Bible-believing Christians. And a lot
0: of these people too are Satanists. They're they're just all they are, are closet Luciferians. Put in this in this role by design, on purpose, to deceive you and to get you into hellfire. Okay, so I hadn't even mentioned that yet, but that's a lot of these people, that's exactly what they are, especially at the big mega churches
9: on both sides of the fence.
4: Well, you know, I think I have an important voice, but I'm very, I think I've been good. I think part of my, if you want to call it success, is I've stayed in my
9: lane, and my lane is lifting people's spirits, and there are are issues that good Bible-believing people see on both sides of the fence. The problem with what Joel is saying here is that the Bible is more than clear about this issue. And it is extremely unloving to not call people who are clearly in sin and who need to repent, that maybe they can choose not to repent and still be saved and right with God.
1: So don't let anybody tell you that it's not loving if you stand flat-footed and speak the truth about this issue of homosexuality. Exactly. What's not loving is to look someone in the eye when God says they are in jeopardy of an eternity in hell, yep. and merely wink and nod at their sin because you're afraid of being called names. Speak the truth, saints.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's right. He he couldn't be any more right. And that just kind of confirms what we were, we were talking about there. That's real love. That's real backbone, you know, to do the other. All right, so we're going to uh, kind of switch gears a little bit here. Uh, this is a listener comment, and it's entitled, Actors and actresses admit uh, to channeling spirits for their roles. Uh, This one listener, she said, we have no idea how much we're being deceived. People need to quit idolizing celebrities. Many actors and actresses have openly admitted to channeling spirits for their acting roles. See the link below for Hollywood Unmasked 2 for proof of this. And so she gave me a couple different links here, and I'm going to play you some excerpts from these videos.
4: There's a lot of talk right now in Hollywood. A lot of it about spiritism, is it real, is it not real, it's like the jury's out, a lot of people are going to be blown away to see that it's very real and it's very alive. And what this video is, is, it's the ultimate reality show because it looks at Hollywood celebrities and the inside people in Hollywood to see if in fact spiritism does influence them in their own words, and in turn if it does, how does that influence us? How are so many of Hollywood's most famous actors and actresses able to be so amazingly effective and convincing in their performances? That
11: guy was so electrified that it came through the television.
4: How is it that they can move us to laughter, tears, or anger at the drop of a hat? Are they truly gifted with natural talent, as many suggest?
11: You see this and you just you're dazzled by their talent.
4: Do they possess a creative streak of genius that is unknown to most men? Or unknown to most men, are they in fact possessed? Is it possible that these actors and actresses are possessed by demonic spirits who have a specific agenda to fulfill? Oscar award-winning actor Denzel Washington told 60 Minutes exactly how he brings forth his best performances. Basically
12: what I did was,
4: got on my knees
12: and sort of communicated with the spirits and when I came out, I was in charge. Powerful scene. Powerful scene. It, 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 I couldn't have acted that. I couldn't have written that down and made a decision to play that. What, are you going to smoke that? Nope, you are. <laughs> Hell if I am. Yeah, Jesus,
4: break. Yeah, Jesus, freak. Yeah, The one-woman entertainment empire known as Oprah has strong affiliations with the demonic realm. The most familiar face on television says,
13: You can not only use your body and physical
8: self, this is how I see acting. I ask my body to be the carrier for the spirits of those who have come before me in a way that is most meaningful to the character. Just become the vehicle for that character.
0: She's played in some roles before. I've never seen anything by her, but... um that's when she did act that was what she's talking about invoking these these spirits to come into her and you're going to see this is a very common theme among uh Hollywood actors
4: Calling out for these entities to take her over so that she may become a sparkling puppet oprah admits of her work before the camera
13: i tried to empty myself and let the spirit inhabit me
4: with her global influence her shows have become a smorgasbord for the new age agenda maybe there's no devil It's just God when he's drunk. Robin Williams, who is perhaps one of the world's most celebrated comedians, admits that he becomes possessed during his acting
7: performances. Yeah, literally it's like possession. All of a sudden you're in. You just get this energy that starts going.
4: With movies that promote homosexuality, magic, cross-dressing, and new-age philosophy, it is not hard to understand the demonic element that is using him as a
7: puppet. Given all the credit for his impressionable acting to the spirit world, Williams adds, But there's also that thing. It is possession. In the old days, you'd be burned for it. But there is something empowering about it. I mean, it is a place where you are totally. It is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where you really can become this other force. So
0: this is a quote from, from him, from Robin Williams. Okay, who's dead? Uh, I think he committed suicide or whatever. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I heard that he was also coked up. And, and that's another thing, like, especially with this comedian stuff. They're, and this is well known, they do this in witchcraft, that, like, if they're going to sacrifice somebody, even somebody that's into high-level witchcraft, a lot of times they don't even really want to do that. They, there's maybe some spark of morality in them and they will a lot of times you know get very very mind altered through drugs alcohol these types of things in order to do what they're doing because the spirits come into them and take over and the things like drugs and alcohol and these types of things allow that those doors to open more fully and yeah he's saying that he was possessed he said in the old days you'd be burned for it you know but um Oh, and also with Oprah, I've done many, many studies on her in the past, just keying Oprah, and I've done, if you want to know more about that, exposing her.
4: Oscar award-winning Shirley MacLaine's 40-plus films have escalated her to superstar status, and she has used this popularity to further her cause as a prominent player to advance the New Age movement. And
0: she's one of the main ones I've talked about in times past, where the one movie she did where it showed her um, astral projecting, or at least the simulation of her astral projecting, and she had a silver cord attached to her, and that's the silver cord that the Book of Ecclesiastes talks about. That if the silver cord ever be loose, you're basically going to die. And that's the silver cord that if it's ever cut, when a witch is trying to astral project to you to kill you, they're dead. In real life, they're dead. Uh, and I've talked a lot about this, just keying silver cord in previous teachings, but she was the first one in Hollywood that actually had a major show that I'm aware of where it showed her going out of body and the silver cord was attached to her. And um, she went I think, out into space and even around the moon or whatever and then it wouldn't go any further, that type of thing. But she's she's a high-level witch like so many of these people are in Hollywood. Um, but they're also actors and actresses.
11: If you're somebody like me and there's millions of us out there who are interested in astrology meditation numerology it should be
4: no surprise to learn that she too undergoes possession that results in successful performances McLean explains I had seen
13: some again ma- all the
0: stuff she mentioned was is under the realm of witchcraft and I've done whole teachings on witchcraft and any of those subjects that she just talked about and they're forbidden in the Bible but again it's this is what happens when you get away from the Word of God you uh, anything goes anything that feels right you know they tend to do it so she says i'd seen so many channels and mediums over the past few years i decided i would apply the same thing to show business and i'll let her talk
8: channels and mediums over the past few years i decided i would apply the same thing to show business i simply channeled the character that we had created this yeah. time i allowed the character to inhabit me i trusted that the magic would work channeling and inspiration had become one and the same
4: right Why would demonic spirits be so interested in possessing movie stars? Because according to the scriptures, one of Satan's primary objectives for the planet is to bring mankind into a massive spiritual deception in preparation for the Antichrist. The book of Revelation states that Satan is called the great
3: dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world. Satan's grand finale to deceive the whole world will be
4: through a man called the Antichrist, that Satan will use to draw worship to himself. The book of
3: Revelation further tells us, And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belong to this world will worship the beast.
4: These amazing future events are being preceded by an occult explosion that was also prophesied over 2,000 years ago. Paul the Apostle wrote that the last days would be laden with occult teachings, doctrines, and rebellion. He stated that the Antichrist's coming would be
3: in accord with the activity of Satan with all power, signs, and false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish.
4: Satan has been brainwashing people and paving the way for this time through the influential power of Hollywood celebrities. I have too much power, really. I have too much power. America gives too much credence to celebrities. Through the silver screen, Satan has been able to make incredible changes in the spiritual climate of the world through spreading his deceptive philosophies and
14: teachings. Even though it may be evil that he was doing, my job in that film was to make an immoral person palatable. Okay,
0: this is Clockwork Orange, some weird movie from times past.
4: Anton Levay, the founder of the Church of Satan, overtly stated that television was the major mainstream infiltration for the new satanic religion. Wow. Levay boastfully acknowledges the effectiveness TV has had in transforming us.
7: The TV set, or satanic family altar, has grown more elaborate since the early '50s, from the tiny fuzzy screen to huge entertainment centers covering entire walls with several TV monitors. What started as an innocent respite from everyday life has become in itself a replacement for real life for millions—a major religion of the masses.
0: So he calls it a religion—the the, the TV or you know the, that type of thing. Um, I mean, obviously, it could be your laptop, it could be a computer, TV, whatever. Um, He calls it a major religion for the masses.
4: The Bible has already warned us about the shift from Christianity to this new religion. The Apostle Paul wrote that it would come about in the last days through
3: evil and lying spirits. He wrote, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last days some will turn away from what we believe. They will follow lying spirits and teachings that come from demons. I
0: I actually quoted a little bit of that earlier. and These aren't King James they're using, but you can get the gist of it.
4: In other words, in the end times, evil spirits will be very actively evangelizing the world through lies and spiritual deceptions. The book of Revelation tells us that the agenda is to unite the world in false unity by igniting mankind's rebellion against God in order to
3: seal their fate under the Antichrist. These miracle-working demons caused all the rulers of the world to gather together for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God Almighty.
4: Through the philosophies of the New Age movement, the world has been launched toward this false unification at breakneck
7: speed. We
6: feel that uh, all religions are coming around to Satanism.
7: As Tom Hanks teaches, in our future, we will all be one mankind.
4: Levet's teacher and guide, the Satanist Aleister Crowley, outlined the New Age movement in 1904.
0: Is that Tom Hanks that we just heard from there? Now, yeah, in Anton LaVey... All religions are coming around to Satanism. As Tommy. And, and he's right. All religions are coming around to Satanism. All mainstream. Including the ones that are Christian. I mean, look at look at what direction. I just showed you the churches moving in. Drag queens in the pulpit. The, the, just the absolute continual, continual chipping away and compromising of godly things in the churches. Now, I'm not saying all, but most. the The vast majority, most and i've said this a long time ago um many many times that i believe the backbone of the coming one world religion under the antichrist will be witchcraft and satanism obviously is is a big part of of um you know that concept of witchcraft and then this is tom hanks i guess
7: teaches in our future we will all be one mankind is
0: teacher and... no, no we won't and Tom Hanks is also another one that is highly implicated in child molestation and highly, anybody that's at that level, like like Tom Hanks or whatever, he didn't get all those roles, all this stuff by accident, okay? You have to satanically earn those types of positions. So we can't even imagine the, the, the evil that these people have done to get to those positions. Now here, we, Aleister Crowley, the great beast, the 666,
4: The Satanist Aleister Crowley outlined the New Age movement in 1904 from a spirit he identified as Satan. He wrote that it would consist of free sex, free drugs, and a rebellious shift against the moral values of the Bible. All the things that are continuously presented at the movies today. Crowley pointed to the popularity of the cinema as proof positive that we were in the New Age and championed Hollywood's demonic element which would be able to trick people into accepting the rebellious New Age philosophies of free sex, drugs, and occultism. I guess maybe they get rid of all their demons doing their movies. The proof of the demonic element in Hollywood, as attested to by its own, is abundantly overwhelming.
11: A lot of actors um, who don't mention their names, of course, are very much intended. In- in- Magic only exists if you allow it. If you- so here's
0: Sandra Bullock, and evidently, I don't know if she was in a movie called Practical Magic. Um, and they're based, They're I think they're very matter-of-fact. These are actress actresses and actors that they're talking two here that are pretty open you know about the occult and the the influence in the Hollywood.
7: The
4: demonic element in Hollywood, as attested to by its own, is abundantly overwhelming.
11: A lot of actors um, who don't mention their names, of course, are very much in, in-, in- this. Mm-hmm. Magic only exists if you allow it, if you open yourself up to the possibility of, you
4: know. With a slew of successful movies under his belt, actor Johnny Depp confesses, I know I have demons. I'm 30 different people sometimes. From Genesis, and the Garden of Eden, to the Book of Revelation, we have the divine record of Satan and his evil spirits channeling through other beings. In Genesis, Satan uses a serpent to spin his age-old lies that humans can become God, that there is no death, and that one may expand their consciousness to realize such godhood through partaking of forbidden occult knowledge. It is not a coincidence that these same three basic lies form the foundation of the New Age movement today. Anton
7: LaVey admitted that the heart of the New Age movement was really Satanism. He said, In the scores of books lining the shelves of New Age bookstores, there are instructions for guided meditations, creative visualizations, out-of-body experiences, getting in touch with your spirit guides, fortune-telling by cards, crystal balls, or the stars. What if Satanists reclaimed these for their own dark purposes and integrated them into rituals dedicated to the devil, where they rightfully belong?
8: New
7: Agers have freely drawn upon all manner of satanic material Adapting it to their own hypocritical purposes But in truth, all New Age labeling is again Trying to play the devil's game without taking his infernal name
9: Yeah, he's right
7: I
10: am God I am God I am God
0: Shirley MacLaine Out on a limb Evidently some movie and they're blaspheming They're saying I am God
4: I am God I am God I am God. My God. After the advent of television, Satan was able to deceptively present his old venue to the public, and as a result, unraveled much of the Judeo Christian ethic in the West that took nearly 2,000 years to establish and brought about a paradigm shift to New Age thinking in only a few short decades. This word for actor is Hippocrates and referred to Greek actors in theater. The reason Hippocrates linguistically sounds like the word hypocrite rather than actor is because it is from this word that we have derived the word hypocrite. This word is used over 20 times throughout God's word and solely by Jesus. This is because Jesus used it of the religious actors of his day known as the Pharisees who were hypocritical and denied in behavior the faith they claimed to profess with their lips. When confronting and speaking the truth to the Pharisees, Jesus deliberately exposed their wicked state of heart that they hid between the
3: mask of pseudo-righteous deeds. He said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Christ's words could have been spoken to the modern-day hypocrites or actors
4: of our day who are worshipped as modern-day heroes, yet whose lives are so often filled with filth and perversity. The power of the visual image is incredible. Hollywood knows how powerful they are. Advertisers know how powerful they are because they spend billions of dollars every year to get us to buy their products. So the power of the visual image isn't something that Hollywood created and thought of and the stories and the movies. That's not something they invented. I mean, think of how oftentimes, I'm
0: sorry about the audio, it's not the greatest quality, but it's about as good as I can do.
4: We'll go to the movies and we'll cry or we'll laugh for those different kinds of things. Hollywood didn't make that up. That's the way we were created. That's the way God made us. And the way God made us as people was to communicate to us through visions and through stories or parables. In fact, when you look at the Old Testament and the Bible, oftentimes when he's trying to communicate his ideas and his heart to mankind, he's using visions. He's giving them visions of himself. And he's also using what's called parables or stories to communicate ideas because he knows the best way to change our hearts. He knows the best way to how to communicate with us. So the devil, it says in Isaiah, I will make myself like the Most High God. So the devil, he wants to be like God, but he can't because God's perfect, God's the Almighty. So what he does is he will take what God has created and tweak it to his own purposes. And because he can't perfect perfection, what he'll do with these things visions and stories is he'll use them in his own way to manipulate men to change their hearts for his own good. And 99% of the time, they're not stories that bring us closer to God or the Lord. They're not stories that tell us about the future that we can't live for right now, that we have to plan for eternity. And that's where our hearts should be, and that we need to help our families and, and help other people and, and get closer to him and do it for his glory. Most of the time, it's all kinds of stories about sex and violence of things that don't glorify god
0: yeah and he's talking about movies in general now this goes to uh, for over another half hour and this is hollywood unmasked part two there's i believe there's a part one and i think this is through um i forget who who's producing it but um there's a there is a part one too you can probably find um he's that good good fight ministries the good fight ministries i believe is the one that puts this out um now for time's sake i'm going to go to the next video here because you know if i played the whole thing and we'd be there for a long time that was the main thing i really wanted you to you to get out of that first one now here's another one that kind of touches on this subject but then gets into some other stuff too that relates to this okay now this is actors channeling spirits it's from little light studios this is on youtube and um we're gonna go ahead yeah, let me adjust this
13: well, i think we left off with the word entertainment here and i just wanted to quickly give you guys a little bit of it's interesting when you do an etymology of the word entertainment it's made up of three words and the words are enter which means obviously to come in and the word tain. Is from a Latin word and it means to like literally grasp, hold, possess, occupy, or control. Hmm. Ment literally le- means to keep in that state or to hmm. hold into that state. So just the word entertainment means literally to come Coming in, possess. possess you, and hold you in that state of possession, wow. which is very interesting to me. Yeah that you know the devil's not shy about calling it what it is Mm -hmm. he's got a channel for everybody you know and he's channeling his thoughts into our minds Mm -hmm. and of course uh on the on the last show we talked about hollywood which is you know used in in the occult world as a, a witch's wand to basically put people to sleep so You know, the devil's not shy to call it exactly what it is. And, you know, we we sometimes in Christianity, we go, nah, it can't be like that. You know, it's They even call
4: them American idols and they're celebrities. We celebrate them.
13: I think there's enough literal um, um, terminology that that we should know better than to to involve ourselves with a lot of this kind of stuff. But um, I wanted to share with you... uh, I don't know if we talked about Toy Story. Did we talk about Toy no, Story on the last no, one? Not at all. So uh, when Toy Story two came out, you guys remember the little dog Slinky? Yes. Yeah. He he actually was voiced by a, an actor named Jim Varney. Um, you probably maybe recognize Ernest. that name from Ernest. <laughs> yeah. Ernest goes to camp, or he was kind of a funny funny actor. But uh, he actually died of lung cancer at age fifty years old. Wow. And when he died, obviously Toy Story being such a large Movie, they wanted to replace him and they they searched for years to actually find an actor that could portray this slinky character in the same manner that Jim Barney did. Uh, And they ended up... Like his
0: voice, I guess.
13: ...landing on an acquaintance of Jim Barney's um, and he was actually able to channel his late dead friend Mm -hmm. and that's where he came up with this voice. Even for a voice. Just a voice. So this is actually... So the
0: demons basically talking through them and if you go to like a witch or a medium uh, you know you want to go and get in touch with dear aunt agnes that passed away 10 years ago and, and, and she was your favorite aunt and you want to talk to her and so the the medium will then invoke a supposed aunt agnes and it sounds just like aunt agnes and knows only thing only the things aunt agnes could possibly know about you so it has to be here. Well, no, it doesn't. It's a familiar spirit that most likely was emanating and operating through Anne Agnes in her lifetime and knew how she talked. She knew her inflections. She knew her life. She was with her the whole time. Therefore, and knows how to mimic her voice. And therefore, the, it's very, very convincing when these mediums start to talk like Anne Agnes and, and to do these things and know only things that Anne Agnes would know, and they automatically think, oh, Anne Agnes is, is is come to us from the grave and she's telling us all these things. And Anne Agnes, is funny, never warns you about Hellfire, um, but just go toward the light and everything's good and I'm with you and it's always this flowery garbage. Whereas if it was really the real in Agnes and she was in hellfire, she'd be warning you. Like, you know, the rich man in Lazarus, the rich man asked to go back to warn his, I believe his brothers um, or his family about the hellfire. That's what he wanted to do. God said, you know, not sorry, but that's not the way it works. So that's not biblical to do that. Um so we know it's not Anne Agnes, and if Anne Agnes was in heaven and we're allowed to come back, and none of this is biblical, but if if she were, she would be telling you the gospel, okay? You know, she'd be saying, "Get saved, go, you know, turn to Jesus." This type of stuff, and it's never that; it's it's always this other stuff that that tickles their ears and gives them this false sense of security. And do you know how many people are going to end up in hellfire just from that, from people going to mediums or believing that? Because if you start to believe in that. Well, then, well, and Agnes wasn't a Christian. You start doing the math in your head. She wasn't a Christian. Uh, but yet she's in heaven, I guess, according to her, or a better place or something. And that must mean the Bible's a total lie. And that's exactly what the devil wants you to believe. And this is why all that garbage, the whole psychics and mediums and it's so incredibly dangerous ouija boards that whole lie i mean and, and i also believe it's a really good way to have demons come in and infest you by participating in those types of things and deceive you
13: Coming from Entertainment Weekly, okay? So this is not Mm. some obscure uh, uh, article or whatever (laughs) right here. And it says in here, in the article, Jim Varney, who died of 50 years old, um, you know, after the release of Toy Story 2, then they found this guy Clark, and Clark says, I went in and I say I invoked and channeled Varney's spirit just Mm. to get his voice. Just to
0: get his voice. I've never heard of this particularly going on to get a... To, to channel his voice in the acting role. And he had a real distinctive voice, the Varney I mean Ernest goes to whatever camp. Or I can I don't know if I ever watched any of that. I, I was familiar with it. And he had a he kind of, kinda of had a real distinctive, folksy kind of voice. Kind of a country folksy kind of voice. And um but this guy literally channeled demons to just get his voice so he could be in this Toy Story and play this character.
13: You know it's just it's just fascinating to me that, that you know, the spirit world is interested in entertainment. Right. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating to me. Uh, we talked a little bit about The Dark Knight. You guys remember um, uh, Heath Ledger when he yeah. portrayed The Dark Knight? was a very, very creepy performance. Um, in fact, he to prepare for that role, he locked himself in a hotel room for four months
9: four months that's crazy
13: and he yeah. literally only slept for two hours a night okay you, if you if you don't sleep you will literally go insane yeah. after a short amount of time but he locked himself in this in this um, hotel room and he had a journal in fact you can, you can look up the journal i didn't have time to show it here um, but you can just go on the internet and look up the journal and it was full of disturbing images mm. and so what he would do is he would sit there and focus on these really disgusting Things think about the worst thoughts you could possibly think about, and when he came out, he is known. Heath Ledger's known as a method actor, where he never breaks the role. Mm. So it's like they t- let the character inhabit them so much that even when the cameras are not rolling, mm. they are literally not Heath Ledger. They are the Joker yeah. for that entire time that they film.
4: But he didn't have a lot of friends during that time period.
13: Everybody on set. Uh, I read all these articles. Everybody on set said that they were so creeped out when he would show up on set. You could just feel this presence that was unworldly and.
10: Mm. Who was the the villain in Black Panther? Do you remember something? Jordan.
6: Yeah, the, he the was, guy. Uh huh. Michael,
10: yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Yes, yes. He was in an interview saying that he had to go to therapy for months after Many. playing that role.
12: What? So it was no real plan. I didn't have a. I didn't have an escape plan either, so like every day was just going into this place, and I just tried to stay there as long as I could. And then when it was all over, I think, I think just being in that kind of uh, that mind state, that uh, that that real unapologetic, you know, just just real like you know whatever all the yeah. time. Kind of kept it caught up with me, in and in like I got a little, you know, a little depressed. It was tough for me for a minute, you know, really? just readjusting to being around the people that care about me, getting that love that I shut out for a long time. Like I shut out love. I didn't want love and affection, you know. I wanted to be in this lonely place as long as I could in order to kind of capture the essence of what Eric, you know, Stevens was, what Killmonger was. So when when we wrapped the film, you know, I'm like in my mind, I was like, okay, cool, go back to you know regular life, get back to LA, it'd be cool, but. It was a little tough for me at first to kind of like accept. It was hard love. just to lay him down yeah. and be done with it. Yeah. How did it take you a while? It took me. It took me. You know, I mean, I don't really know exactly when I came out of it, but you know, I went went to therapy. You know, what I'm saying I started, I started talking to people, started unpacking a little bit, and I, and, and you know, like, I it find that I first so interesting. It. I find that so interesting because I think the body doesn't know the difference. I remember um, having this conversation with a famous actor once about. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, I was saying, Anthony Hopkins, I feel for you because, you know, all the stuff you're taking in, you do so well. And he said, I I used to not think about it, but as I've gotten older, I do think about it because he was saying that he had just done a film and he had said to the director he was going to do one wide shot and one close up Mm -hmm. because he had to have a heart attack because he didn't want to put his body in that state too many times because your body doesn't know the difference when you get yourself into that state. And so that's why I think it's interesting for people to hear that even though you're playing this character, mm. sometimes the essence of that, the energy of that, still remains, remains
13: 1, still remains. Many actors have done this. In fact, they actually bring a psychologist on the set in case they break down oh completely on set. Wow. You know, these people are putting themselves That's through. That's eye through. opening. So I want you to listen to this interview of this guy who played Mr. Two-Face, the actor, and he was in only one scene with Heath Ledger. They actually, even though he's in the whole movie, they only had one scene together and it was in a hospital scene. So he's describing what it was was like to work with Heath Ledger when he came in
14: the room listen to this my one experience with Heath um, on the film was our scene together in the hospital bed which is really my only scene with him. and it was um, I was in the hospital bed that day and I thought well I don't really have any lines what am I gonna do and I had no idea what was gonna happen and so I was got in the bed and they were lighting and Chris was walking around and doing things and then Heath came around and Heath was always in character so he would come around and, you know, be talking to himself in the corner, like this. And then he would come up, I was laying there, and I was watching him the whole time. So he was in
0: character, like he was the Joker. And um, evidently, it's just one of the most demonic roles that you could possibly play in Hollywood. I mean, I remember seeing Jack Nicholson talking about this, saying, I warned Heath, and hit this guy... Nicholson is one of the highest uh, Warlocks In Hollywood I mean you know he just That's it's just been well known uh, His occult involvement I mean he did that show Witches of Eastwick And um, Just a very very wicked evil person And even for Nicholson He was shaken from playing Because he played that role in the Joker as well In a previous Batman show Uh, So, I mean, Heath Ledger's walking around the room in character for a very, very long time here. Just totally demon-possessed out of his mind. In order just to do this one scene.
14: And he came up and would walk around me like this. And I would watch him and I would watch him. He'd walk around the hospital bed like this. I'd watch him. Didn't say anything. For maybe an hour, he would walk around. An
0: hour? He's acting like a demon-possessed demon possessed freak in this room just to do this one scene
14: and then we watch him and then he'd start saying his lines and i would watch him boom watch him come around to bed like this and then all of a sudden my hand would go up like this and he cap caught my hand so we just went through this organic process of developing this scene which was really nothing and then when we came time to shoot we had this thing beautifully choreographed and you know he did we never said a word to each other Wow. Yeah. And then it was a long day, and we walked out um, to our back to our trailers, and Heath was here, and I was walking, and he puts his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, That's what acting's all about. Isn't
13: that interesting? So, you know, he's walking around like stuck in this character. And um, there was actually a lot of people on that set that that, that really were super disturbed by it yeah. and, and <laughs> talked about you know wow. his just portrayal of this
10: character and but this is praised like it wasn't too
0: long after that that role he died too. And there's a lot of controversy regarding surrounding his death and, and theories and things of this nature, but I believe it was like heroin or something or some overdose of drugs. And it wasn't wasn't too long after that he was dead. He was gone, and we're not talking about a guy that was old you know he he was pretty young
10: this is art this is something people respect that's someone that, literally going insane in he, front of you and you're like wow that's yeah, amazing he won
13: an oscar for best supporting actors for the, for actor for that role now uh matthew mcconaughey went on Joe, jay leno and he was also talking about being uh, a a method actor and some of the other actors that he was working with jay was kind of saying you know like they're method actors do you have a particular method and listen to his method
5: you have a process you do before scenes, and you've been doing it a long time. You know what are you talking about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, with the, with the...
6: It, to relax.
0: Yeah, explain what
6: that. Is. It, uh, it's sort of a little meditational chant that I'll get going if it's early in the morning and it's cold, and I've got to get the day started, get my voice
3: loosened up. I'll... So yeah. that's right on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <clears throat>
13: Like meditation <laughs> yeah. and does this mantra says the same thing over and over and over again and a ritual yeah and remember when we had um, um, Leah on what did she say it got her into meditation like uh, literally or, or got her into that space of, of being able to communicate with the spirits was literally mm-hmm. med-
0: okay so I'm, I'm going forward a little bit for time's sake and we're gonna hear another uh, clip here
13: channeling something if some spirit is speaking through you or saying that they were some departed loved one or whatever that is not your loved one yeah. mm-hmm. that is a demonic entity Amen. that is that is speaking through you
10: and she continued on with this interview right so she's oh, like yeah
13: the whole thing you directly watch... communicating yeah, with you... this demon exactly you I mean, watch the the, whole thing. Di-
10: the, the bible has clear counsel to right. not approach do not talk do not that's right oh my goodness that's that is... right Crazy.
13: So I wanted to show you Steve Harvey, recently invited on um, someone who could channel spirits. This is a
10: professed Christian, someone who has a morning show giving devotions.
13: Really? This is alarming to me. Yeah, he's always talking about God.
6: Well, you hear a lot of people say God, but... I never heard they had
10: a devotional show. In high school, I would turn on the radio and listen to him before I went to school. He would open the Bible and have this whole devotional segment. Yeah,
13: yeah. Yeah. Like this
10: encouraging piece.
13: So what I find is really interesting, and the reason why I wanted to show this particular clip to you guys is because... Look at the manner in which these so-called spirits are speaking through this medium. Yes. And look at what kind of people it targets. Listen to this. This
0: would be like going to an open seance. And then she's just doing this stuff from the audience. She's, she's communicating with the familiar spirits that know these situations, this witch, this medium. And she's reading their mail, okay? Meaning she's reading things that only these people or these... Uh, would would know and these type and so therefore in their eyes she has instant credibility when all she's doing is communicating with devils and demons that are familiar with these situations. That's all she's doing. But again, how many people are gonna end up in hellfire just because of this deception?
9: All right, before
1: the break uh Teresa uh started to read our audience, but uh spirit is still communicating with her. Teresa, go for it.
11: Can you please stand back? I and need man a with the drink, booster? man. I
1: need some
0: liquor. I need some- he, needs, he needs some liquor, is what he's saying, he needs to, to be able to deal with this. Scotch.
11: Channeling? <laughs> you, you would need more than one scotch. So just... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm... What happens is, what I asked to be done was to bring forward other souls, but more importantly, your son says, Mom, you wouldn't have known that I was going to depart. No do you understand she's not
0: communicating with her son though she's communicating with a familiar spirit that probably inhabited or infested her son that's all she's doing again her son's either in heaven or hell i don't know where but his son's not doesn't have anything to do with the medium doesn't have anything to do the witch communicating this yeah
11: he says nobody knew no oh he also shows me his sweatshirt so do you have his sweatshirt or his jacket that you wear so know that when you wear that, know that his soul is with you. Did you make a blanket or cloak? total lies?
0: His soul's either in heaven or hell. Okay, all this whole thing about oh they're with me, I can feel it. it's not the case, guys. I'm sorry. You either go to heaven or hell. You know, uh, that's what the Bible is very, very clear on here. But again, this so appeals to our heart. This so appeals to oh this sounds so much better, more palatable than what the Bible would teach. I like this better how could she know that and again the devil's good at what he does and the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know us and when you get away from the Word of God this is what happens
11: out of his clothing I'm starting to yeah perfect it means that he supports all of the choices and decisions so if you don't think that he's at peace there's no way that I would know that he says I oh he also talks about his headstone Yes. He says it's very different. He shows me this big black headstone. I can see my reflection in it. And it's very unique because you have like either something is picture engraved and then some type of saying. Yeah, But
0: how hard would that be for a familiar spirit that, that is emanating and operating through this situation to know these things? It would be nothing. Absolutely nothing. But it sounds so impressive when this witch gets up there and sounds like she's so knowledgeable.
6: Just come sit with me a while and take a break. And it says 219 for our area code. And it's got a verse of a Harry Chapin song that was kind of like a. Perfect.
11: Life to validate life. that every choice and decision that you ever made with your son, alive and also departed. He says, I want to thank you okay. for giving me that gift. He says, and I want you, mom, to know that I live life through your eyes.
0: So Total I... lies. Total lies from the pit of hell. You know, and if if he was, again, if he was saved, he would be, and he was actually talking through this witch, which, you know, it doesn't work that way. He'd be warning her and, and begging her to get saved through the Lord Jesus Christ and not go to hellfire. And if he was in hellfire, he'd be doing the same thing. If he was like the rich man that went and wanted to go back and talk to his family, you know, so that he could warn them about this horrible place. That's the only thing that they, that would be on their minds. Do you understand that? That's all that would matter. It wouldn't be all this other superfluous garbage to placate them and to tickle their ears and make them feel all warm and cozy. Again, how many people is this going to take to hellfire? This type, these types of lies and deceptions.
11: I want you to be happy. So, no, every time you smile.
0: Happy and on her way to hellfire.
11: My soul is smiling in heaven. Your daughter shows me the butterflies, ma'am. So you, can Again, I,
0: there's no Bible for any of this either.
11: Butterflies? Perfect. So know that when you see the butterflies, you do know that it's the butterfly. Did you do something with your daughter's handprint after she died on a sheet or something? Or you did a family handprint? Um,
4: when my daughter passed away, the nurse at the
11: hospital printed my daughter's hand and her footprint on a cemented heart. Perfect. So you know... And I
0: mean, I feel horrible for these poor people. I really do. They, they, I mean, they're very vulnerable. They're in a position where they just want... To know what happened and where their loved ones are and they're they're not evidently have no assurance of salvation or they probably none of them were christians or if they were it was like a very lukewarm type thing so this is very 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 comforting to hear this even though it's a lie straight from the pit of hell from this woman that appears so you know sure of everything she's saying and she's nailing all of this stuff and wow how, how could any of this be wrong when it's just a total deception from the pit of hell
11: to validate that it was her soul's time to leave Let me ask you this. Was there a point where she got better before she passed away? Okay. Because I said to her... Oh, she's
0: just gaining more credibility by the second. And I feel horrible for these people. They're bawling. They're crying. I mean, I want, you know, I want them to get saved. Regardless of where their loved one went to, I want them to get saved. This woman, the spirits emanate and operating through her, although they supposedly appear with all this compassion, they want all these people to go to hellfire. They want all of these people to reject the biblical scriptural principles of these types of things. And they want you in hellfire. That's what this is all about.
11: What do you, what, what do you show? She showed me like doing all these great things. And, I, and she keeps talking about Disney and all this stuff. And I So said the, de,
0: the devil's spirit, the familiar spirit keeps saying all these words to this witch. And now she's saying this. What
11: is that? She goes, Teresa, she goes, I am so thankful That I was blessed with another brief time here of not being sick. She says, because I was able to do so many things with my family. She says, and I wouldn't have traded that for anything. She goes, but then I went so quickly after that. Really fast. She says, mom, I want you to focus on that time, that extra time I was given back. And I wouldn't have traded that for anything. And she tells me you smell her. I do. So know that when you do, know that she's with you at that exact moment. You also have things in your car in memory of her. Does it fall and move like when you're driving? Yes. That's her.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, probably devils and demons doing that.
11: I said to her, you better be careful. Your mom going to crash her car.
0: Oh, yeah. This, this woman, she, she seems, oh, boy, she's the real deal. Oh, boy. What comfort, what joy. Again, and this comfort and joy right straight to hellfire unless they get saved because that's where this is all ends. This is totally unbiblical. This is totally forbidden in scripture, but who cares about that? My heart is so placated and deceived and and I love it that way. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's the reality of what we're dealing with here.
8: So dangerous.
0: Isn't this wonderful?
8: Okay.
11: Are you all right?
1: No, this is crazy
11: right
1: here. See, 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 I sit here. You,
0: you, 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 you see, <laughs> see, it's crazy to me. You got to go get this book. So uh, he now he's telling her to go get get her book so you can really good get good and deceived and deluded and give money to a witch.
1: I'm man, I'm scared. Hold my hands is wet. You don't even stay. <laughs> you stay. Look at my hand. Anyway, you, you get you get the point. Satan is so. What are they targeting
6: though? Dude? They're. They're going after like they're targeting people's ignorance. Yeah, they're they're going after Christians who believe that their loved ones are in heaven, and she's giving them a message, and these all these emotions are taken over. They're pulling on the heartstrings. The problem know? is people don't know what the Bible says about what happens when you die. That's yeah. the fundamental problem. Yep. It's the same problem people had in the mid eighteen hundreds, because right around that time, um, you had a lot of spiritualistic activity. Uh, especially in new york there's a lot of movements that started in, in in within 20 miles of each other and when you look at the end of the 1800s one third of americans would say they identify as a spiritualist mm. and you think well how can that be this is a christian nation you know we have all these christian values the problem is they didn't dissociate the two yeah, yeah. so they said no, no no it's 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 all one
0: third of americans at the end of the 1800s said they were spiritualists but yet tons of them will call themselves christians again they weren't differentiating the two but again this is why you have to have the the bible the bible says uh, the word of god talks about thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path in psalm someone 18 so you know that's how we have to judge everything through the lens of the bible is it good is it bad is it permitted is it not permitted these types of things and in order to do that you have to be like the bereans and study the word of god you know and and obviously there's a lot of devices of satan and this is why this ministry pretty much exists to warn about this is a gigantic device of satan we're warning against today here. I'm kind of setting aside all the the current events and the stuff like that because to me this is so important and would take precedence over. This is going to get so many people into hellfire and so many people are deluded and deceived over the subject that you know this is something that we need to know about.
6: Together, right they had lost that truth about what the Bible says and so they completely fine communicating with spirits yeah, they're like saying they're in heaven you know mm-hmm.
13: yeah and and if they're being told things that only the family would know yeah. or something exactly. that's going on mm-hmm. then all yeah all of a sudden it's gonna be like yeah I totally believe what everything you say and mm-hmm. it's real easy to kick you off of kilter
6: speaking of entertainment Dan Aykroyd um, his family's history with spiritualism goes back a long way back to the 1800s and for their entertainment he talks about his i think it's his grandfather uh they would have a medium that would they would sit around the table at night and that was their entertainment Mm. is the community to see what the medium has to say and would tell them all kinds of stuff like you know there's going to be an earthquake and tell them you know uh, about it and like when it was going to be and where it was going to be funny thing is it was always right about the event never right about the timing Hmm. but really just interesting their entertainment you know so here's the
10: thing how do do we tell the difference i know there's verses like uh, first john 4 and and verses in ephesians because it's not only demons that can tell you things about yourself that you haven't shared also angels can i remember we had eric wilson on the show and, and he was talking about that practice of looking at the eye and seeing which part of your body which organ of your body is Um, having some issues and he said that's not real like medical science like that's just a demon telling them and I went to someone like that who is a professed Christian I know this person like we study the Bible together spirit of prophecy all these things so um, as far as I know she's not willingly or knowingly communicating with demons or opening herself up to that and she told me things about myself like i would said that she told me that i sleep slept on my left side how in the world would she know that so i was like Mm. wow okay i guess there's something to this because you're telling me something personal you're looking into my eye and you're telling me what i should improve he said no that's complete like demonic influence so the question is like how how even the very if if it's possible even the very elect elect will be deceived. that's right how could i have known that this is not okay, unless Eric Wilson said something.
13: That's right, that's right. I think, you know, in some situations, God does wink at our ignorance, but I, I also believe that, that you know, th- as best as possible, we should make ourselves aware of these tactics and these tools, because yeah. if you have no idea what they are, yeah. it's then easy it's easy it. to fall into it. And right now, we don't live in a, in a day and age where information is hard to come by. No. We live in a day and age where it's very easy to come by. So, you know, I think real quick, you could do some digging on the Internet and ask questions and and get to the bottom of that. If I really go to this person, they're telling me things that only I know what's wrong with this. Be inquisitive about that. Don't just take that in, you know. Spiritualism defined by the the dictionary is a system of belief, religious practice that communicates through the dead, especially through mediums, right? Now, I'm going to give you guys a little sneak peek because keith is working on a documentary called channels you guys will want to hear this like documentary towards the end of the year i hope that we can get this thing done but um it really goes over the the boom of technology in the late 1800s and how spiritualism really was was feeding uh, a lot of the things back then but then we see that same thing in the boom of technology of today we see the spiritualism ramping up once again and so the reason I wanted to bring this up, what is spiritualism, what is a medium, and, and what is that communication, when the devil used the snake in the Garden of Eden, he was using a medium, yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's when he literally said, uh, you know, you're not going to die if you eat this piece of fruit, but God said, if you eat this fruit, you shall die. So yeah. the purpose of spiritualism is literally to change what God said. That's mm-hmm. it. That, that All spiritualism is yeah. the only yep. only servicing yep. function of it, is to literally do something different. and if
0: you really look at what the one witch was saying on that steve harvey show that's what it really does boil down to because if you start analyzing the things she's telling these people they it's totally unbiblical so you have to believe either her or the bible and it's much more palatable it feels much more tickling to the ears it feels much more uh, relieving to these people to hear what she's going to tell them as opposed to the truth whether they're in heaven or hell the, the the truth is going to be much harder thing to hear regarding if they're in heaven or in hell they would be wanting to warn them to get saved to repent to to you know turn to the lord jesus christ his finished work on the cross these types of things and, and that not to believe the lie that of these psychics and these mediums and these types of things
13: and what God said that's it and so what I see in Hollywood is these guys are using spiritualism and 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 channeling different spirits and stuff literally what they're going to be doing is showing you either a way of life that's different than what God wants or they're going to talk about you know like like anything that that you need to do away with the Bible like what Leah was talking about the the other day and uh, you know you need to enlighten yourself with this right Medium, of course, you look that up in the dictionary and it just means, um, you know, a, a f- way to, to communicate using something. Um, at the very bottom, uh, it's interesting in the dictionary, it uses uh, the word communication, information, entertainment, newspapers, television, as a medium, yeah. yeah right, and the plural form of medium is media, yeah. this is once again where the devil is literally calling it what it is, yeah. and oh it just goodness. goes over the top of and change a, channel. Channel. Exactly, a, a, a media. lot of yeah. our, our minds. So that's where I think, you know, we've used this verse probably in everything that we've actually pr- pr- produced uh, to the law and to the testimony, if it speaks not according to this word it is right. because there is no light in them. Exactly. Yeah. So if you balance everything against that, there is a day that honestly will be very confusing. Yeah. We know this, that, that something is brewing in the, in, the, in the world stage right now. There is, whether you, whether you know prophecy or, or whether you can see that our world is coming apart, Satan is preparing for his final trick, mm. his final oomph to try to take away the believers of God out of God's fold that's that's what the bible tells us and the only way that we're going to be able to navigate through this is through standing on the word of god Amen. And we're Second.
4: seeing witchcraft on the rise lukewarm christianity on the rise new age blending of christianity on the rise i mean he's he's preparing the people to accept this
13: second thessalonians 2 9 through 11 says the coming of the lawless one is in accordance to satan with all power signs lying wonders and all unrighteous deceptions for those who perish because they did not receive a love of the truth the bible says the ones that will fall prey to a lot of these devices are people that didn't train themselves to be in love with the truth and so Another just side note why it's important to not just soak in all these, you know, modern movies and things like this is, man, there's demonic spirits that are working behind the stages. Revelation 3.10 says, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation. Mm -hmm. So if we stand on the word of God, God will keep us from that hour of
6: temptation. You just want to say, I was just going to springboard off of that. It's a more uh, biblical um, counsel that runs right along with 2 Thessalonians and Revelation 13. It says in Deuteronomy 13, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder comes to pass, wherever he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. You shall not hearken to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proves you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God, and fear him, and keep his commandments, and obey his voice, and you shall serve him, and cleave unto him. Okay,
0: so, essentially, and I've talked about these verses a lot, Deuteronomy 13 and 18. 18 is basically where if a prophet um, says something and it doesn't come to pass, and they say they're of God, then you take them out and you stone them. I mean, that was the punishment for just giving a false prophecy in the Old Testament. Whereas Deuteronomy 13 says, a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, they give you sign or wonder, and it comes to pass. It actually does happen. Uh, but but ultimately, what is the message there? Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. So they're trying to get you in a very, very bad direction. This is very, very similar to what this lady's doing in the Steve Harvey show. She's she's uh nailing it from what these people know to be truth because she's communicating with the their departed loved ones familiar wicked spirits unfortunately so these things are to to them she looks 100 credible but at the end of the day her message is let us go after other gods which that's not known and let us serve them because what she's saying is what she's doing is totally unbiblical she's acting in the realm of witchcraft she's like divination um mediums witches that you're forbidden to go to you're forbidden to practice what she's doing is forbidden in the bible okay and it says don't hearken after them don't don't get hearken because for the lord god proveth you meaning he's doing these things he's letting these things happen to these people to prove them okay to know whether you love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul this is happening you know at least in part for that purpose and then it says, you shall walk after the Lord your God, and you shall fear him, and keep his commandments, and obey his voice, and you shall serve him, and cleave unto him.
6: That prophet, or that dreamer of dreams, shall be put to death, right? because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God. Yeah,
0: so what you would do for, from the lady in the Steve Harvey is, in the Old Testament, you take her out and put her to death. Because of her agenda. Because she's not, what she's doing is under the realm and guise of witchcraft. She's there to ultimately turn your heart away from God and to get you to doubt the word of God.
6: Brought ...you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust you out of the way which the Lord your God commanded you to walk in. So shall you put the evil away from the midst of you. Yeah. So it's a very, very powerful text saying, you know, just because you get, you know, uh, whether it's a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and I think this has a, a, a bit of an application to, you know, broaden that a little bit and talk about people who are mediums or channels or whatever. Yes. If they're giving you information and it doesn't line up with the word of God, well, first of all, it already doesn't line up exactly. with the word of God because they're communicating with, you know, other uh, things that are not godly. And that automatically acts as it, it's, right? it's
0: forbidden. It's witchcraft. What they're doing is witchcraft. And, and again, uh, I did a whole teaching. Witchcraft practices biblically defined. Just again, witchcraft, you should be able to find it real easy at contendingfortruth.com.
6: There, the Bible says so. It doesn't even matter if what they say comes to pass. Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's true. Right. The Bible says don't have anything to do with it.
10: And we may not have to you know, kill them. We shouldn't kill them. No. But we can act as if they were put away. Like just... Yeah, they should be dead thing. to us yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so i gotta end on
13: this note okay. how many of you saw the grinch That stole christmas by jim carrey <laughs> <laughs> i did, see uh, bits yeah, I did and pieces. you saw it you saw it you saw it you did not see it okay so jim Carrey's reflecting on playing jim
0: carrey also another one of the highest level uh, luciferian satanist in Hollywood, um very 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 high level of um power that he has and wields and again just like Tom Hanks, you know, they're child molesters, these types of people. This is what they do, human sacrifice. You don't get there unless you're doing all this stuff.
13: This role, and he's another method actor that completely becomes consumed by the other one. Mm. But listen to how the language he talks about in this character taking him over and basically said, nope, I'm going to do the movie. You mm. sit down. Check this out. So Jim.
5: Yes.
0: I mean, Wait. the guy looks so demon-possessed to the toenails just doing an interview He's just a really creepy, freaky-looking dude.
5: What does Christmas mean to you? Mm. Every movie I've gotten in my life, I could tell you how that was the absolute manifestation of my consciousness at that time.
0: I'm the, the Manifestation of demons is what he means. The stone Christmas. <laughs> when I heard I had the part...
3: We
2: Jim
5: it's as if I went into a fugue state Being the very and Hyde showed up. That story is just such a part of Christmas. So, yeah, it was incredibly important not to screw it up. What happened after was out of my control. It was not me. I was not making choices based on what Jim does.
0: Here's your motivation.
5: He felt it was necessary for him to stay in the character whatever we'll just keep it he
0: meaning the demon that was possessing him f- felt it was necessary for him to stay in character just like um, Heath Ledger was in character the whole filming of this movie and it took him four months of locking himself away and meditating on wicked, evil, sick, vile things in order for him to actually get into character and he stayed in character during the Dark Knight it's no different than Jim Carrey in playing the Grinch
5: at some point he tapped me on the shoulder and said Sit down. I'll be doing my
0: move. So the demon tapped him on the shoulder, says, "Sit down. I'll be taking over from here on out." This is what he's saying. The
5: oh. attitude was already there, and when you put that makeup on, there's no choice. That nose, the jowls. Universal. didn't want the footage we took behind the scenes to surface, so that people wouldn't think I was an asshole.
0: i oh, gonna, gonna sue this production for mental stress.
5: Sorry about that. Yeah. There's feelings of guilt, feelings like, damn,
0: I lost control again, to him. Oh, it was totally possessing him and taking him over. It was absurd, it was completely absurd.
5: And some of it becomes a little bit real. When the movie was over, I couldn't remember who I was anymore. I'm the Grinch, I'm the Grinch. So you step through the door, not knowing what's on the other side, and what's on the other side is everything. I can know him but uh who do you know
0: well he knows the demon as well as he can know him even when they're right in front of you yeah you're, you're a great example of that devil that's scary man isn't that
10: scary who do you know even yeah. though they're right in front
6: of you it's fascinating because it's like in putting that on it's like he's wearing a mask and he did another movie called the mask right and he put the mask on and becomes somebody different
10: yeah. You could never watch the movie the same way again, knowing this. No.
13: Yeah. I believe that these guys are literally modern-day possession, yeah. allowing themselves to be taken over. Like he said, I didn't even know who I was when I came back. That's what I was just thinking about. And yeah. you see so many interviews of him, like he literally lost who he was. He, he yeah. appeared to go insane because he's just allowed himself to be taken over he's so many times. shattered time. in
6: so many different ways, like multiple personalities. Which one's me? Yeah. yeah. So what
13: does that mean for us Christians today, watching these movies, knowing this is the method that these actors are using and they're portraying demonic entities on screen?
4: Right. It's powerful. It's like being entertained by demons.
13: It's powerful. We hope you guys got a little blessing out of this. We don't...
0: Okay, so I'm way, way over on time. i um, going to switch gears. Well, not really. We're going to kind of be talking more about this, but we're, we're done with this section. And God bless you and see you in part two.